Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. Pope Pius XII is seen today as a criminal, as someone who aided and abetted Adolf Hitler, as someone who sided with the Nazis, or at least was complicit with the Nazis, and was completely silent in the face of the Jewish people being slaughtered. The most powerful man in the world, so they say, and one that claimed to be a moral authority, said and did nothing in the face of one of the biggest slaughters in the history of the world. So many people today see Pope Pius XII as a criminal. However, this is the farthest thing from the truth, despite what people like Jack Chick say. I mean, we we all know he's a little bit crazy anyways, but anti-Catholics love to hate Pope Pius XII and the Vatican because they think that they persecuted the Jews with Hitler. And in fact, Jack Chick said that he deserves death because of his war crimes. And Dave Hunt, a famous anti-Catholic, said that he actually sided and commended the Nazis and what they did on the one hand, and then was completely silent and did nothing on the other hand. But as we're going to see, this is absolutely the furthest thing from the truth. Pope Pius XII was a hero. He did more to help the Jewish people and the nation of Israel than everyone else on the planet combined. And as we're going to see, World War I ended in 1945. And from 1945 to 1958, in the year he died, Pope Pius XII was a hero to the Jewish people. They lauded him with praises and honor and thanksgiving for all that he did for the Jewish people to save their lives. And he's credited for saving more lives than anyone else in the world. He was not silent. He did not collude with the Nazis. He spoke out fiercely against Nazism and was almost killed for it. And he spoke out against the Nazi beliefs and ideologies. And he was anything but silent for the longest time. And even when he did go silent, we're going to see he did more to help people than anyone else in the world. But many people hate him because they have bought a revisionist history. Revisionist history is when you take a real history and you revise it with a false history. And that's what many people have today, including most Jewish people. There are many Jewish people who lived during that day and who remember it, including Jewish historians who are fighting for the truth of Pope Pius XII. Even the Holocaust Memorial in Jerusalem has a hall of shame. And Pope Pius XII is in there, and on him they have a plaque telling him what a horrible person he was. And one man named Gary Krupp, who's the founder of Pave the Way, was a Pope Pius XII hater. And he abhorred this pope for doing nothing and even for being responsible for killing Jews and siding with Hitler. That was until, of course, his friend said that Adolf Hitler had an assassination attempt or wanted to assassinate the pope. He was thinking about it. And Mr. Krupp was like, how could that happen when he was on Hitler's side? And so this historian had to tell Dr. Krupp the real truth about how 
Pope Pius XII spoke out against Hitler, and Hitler really hated him for it. And in fact, this made Dr. Krupko do research, thousands of pages of research, and he ended up finding that Pope Pius XII was a wartime hero. And he and many other people started doing deep research on this and presented 76 thousand pages of documented evidence of about how the Jews praised the Pope in his day and praised all of his efforts for saving the Jewish people and ended up getting that plaque completely revised more in favor of the Pope. So even the Jewish Memorial Holocaust revised this after seeing the facts. And many Jews are starting to reverse their position now when they see the facts. But how did we get here anyways? How did we get to this place of revisionist history? How did that happen? How did we go from having all of the Jewish organizations on earth? I mean, we're talking about like the World Jewish Congress, the Anti-Defamation League, the Synagogue Council of America, the Rabbinical Council of America, the American Jewish Congress, and so many more. And those are just in America, not to talk about all of the worldwide organizations that praised the Pope in his day. In fact, many Jewish people converted to the Catholic Church, as we're going to see in a moment, because of the heroic efforts of Pope Pius XII. So how did we go from Pope Pius XII being a hero to being a criminal? I am so excited to be fixing the revisionist history that many people have bought and many people who have been lied to, especially by rabid anti-Catholics where we hear these false accusations against Pope Pius XII, who was a great man all the time. So how did this revisionist history come about? You're not going to believe me, but it was through a theatrical Play. It was a play done in 1963, and this play was called The Deputy, and it said that the Pope was a complicit, basically a chain-smoking, complicit politician who didn't want communism to reign, and Nazism was better than communism, so, you know, he didn't do anything to stop Hitler, and he remained silent when he could have done something about it. And so he is, in a sense, directly responsible for the millions of lives, Jewish lives, that were lost. And it was his fault, and he was not a very nice man. And so despite the fact that there were two decades of Jewish praise lauded upon him in actual reality, so this myth was started by one man who wrote a theatrical play, something like you would see on Broadway, and this one play started to have a trickle-down effect and change the minds of people, and people came to believe that Pope Pius XII was guilty and silent, and it changed the mind of the public, despite the fact that it contradicts two decades of Jewish people who praised the Pope for all his efforts. Over time, people came to believe the revisionist history instead of the real history. But let's look at the facts. The facts are these, that the Catholic Church spoke out fiercely against Hitler, against the Nazi regime, and against all of their ideologies. The Catholic Church was not silent. Pope Pius XI nor Pope Pius XII was silent, and in fact, many people praise the Pope and the Catholic Church in general for speaking out against Hitler and the Nazi regime, especially when many others would not. In fact, the Catholic Church was probably the most vocal church of any churches or perhaps any organization on earth, as we're going to see. 
Pope Pius XI, even before Pope Pius XII, he spoke out unabashedly against Nazism, against Hitler, and against their ideology. And in fact, he wrote an encyclical in 1939. It was an encyclical in German, not in Italian or Latin. It was in German. And it was smuggled into Germany and read in all of the Catholic churches, outright condemning Hitler and the Nazis and all the ideology contained within. It was a no-nonsense condemnation of the Nazi regime. But Hitler was afraid even more of Cardinal Pacelli, who was Pope Pius XI's right-hand man, and he would go on to become Pope Pius XII. And even before he became Pope Pius XII, Cardinal Pacelli spoke out fiercely against the Nazis and against Hitler, so much so that Hitler did not want him to become Pope. And it made waves in Germany, so much so that Hitler made his own statements and kind of condemned Cardinal Pacelli, saying that he did not want him to become Pope. He was just as outspoken as Pius XI, and perhaps even more so. Forty of those times was against Hitler, and talking about, in some way, against the Nazi regime. If you don't believe me, listen to what Dr. Joseph Lichten has to say. Among other things, he served as an official of the Jewish Anti-Defamation League. He says this, Cardinal Bocelli had obviously established his position clearly for the fascist governments of both Italy and Germany spoke out vigorously against the possibility of his election to succeed Pius XI in March of 1939, though the Cardinal Secretary of State had served as papal nuncio in Germany from 1917 to 1929. The day after his election, the Berlin Morgan Post said this, the election of Cardinal Pacelli is not accepted with favor in Germany because he was always opposed to Nazism and practically determined the policies of the Vatican under his predecessor, unquote. Orthodox Jewish scholar and rabbi Pincus Lapid, he has many things to say about Pope Pius XII, and he was the one who found that of almost all of his speeches, I believe 40 out of 44 of them, contained attacks on the Nazi ideology and on Hitler's doctrines. So, I mean, Pope Pius XII spoke out before he became Pope and while he was Pope, and Pope Pius XI before him did so as well. I mean, so how can anti-Catholics say that the Catholic Church sided with Hitler and wanted Hitler and at least was complicit with Hitler when they were condemning Hitler the whole time. And Hitler did not want Cardinal Pacelli to be elected because he was such a fierce proponent speaking out against him. So much so that in 1940, Joachim von Ribbentrop was sent by Hitler to Pope Pius XII to try to convince him to join their side. He said it's absolutely assured that we're going to win this war. We are all, well, basically all powerful, and we would like you to join in with us. Don't speak out against us. Please join our side. We could be a great force together. And at this point, Pope Pius XII went down and listed a litany of crimes that Hitler had done and the, and the Nazi ideology standed for. And obviously, Ribbentrop ended up leaving and Hitler became the enemy of Pope Pius XII, which is why one of the Jews heard that he wanted to have an assassination attempt. He wanted to invade the Vatican and assassinate the Pope. But the thing is, they became enemies from that day, and the Pope and the Catholic Church continued to speak out against the Nazis. 
And in fact, in 1943, when the German roundup started, many people continued to speak out against the Catholic Church until Hitler threatened them. And in fact, on one Sunday, Calvinists, Lutherans, uh, Catholics, and many Orthodox, uh, different religions all received the same sermon, and they distributed them throughout all their churches, and it was a condemnation of the Nazi regime. And all of their churches read it in their churches until Hitler heard about this, and he threatened to actually deport Jews and kill kill Jews, and kill the people who aided and abetted them, which means all the Christians. And all of the Protestant religions immediately stopped speaking out against Hitler. It was only the Catholic Church who continued to speak out against Hitler, who continued to speak out against his evils, who continued to speak out uh, in favor of the Jewish people and, and the crimes being done against them. It was the Catholic Church alone who stood up against this. Even Albert Einstein, the Jewish scientist, wrote a long piece in the New York Times saying that the Catholic Church church was a lone voice in a dark world, speaking out where universities would not speak out. He said uh, the United States and others would not speak out. He said the Catholic Church was a lone voice speaking out for the truths of humanity. And he said he had not taken an affinity. He had not even thought of the Catholic Church before. It made really no sense to look at the Catholic Church. But after the Pope and the Catholic Church kept speaking out, he said he grew quite an affinity for the Catholic Church and a great respect for their moral love of humanity. That's Albert Einstein. Wow. I mean, it's amazing what he said. But after 1943, after the roundup started, Hitler started to make true to his word that anyone who did speak out started to get killed and not by large amounts of numbers. For example, the Archbishop of Utrecht in Holland continued to condemn Hitler, condemn Nazi ideology. And Dr. Carson, who was the head of the Gestapo, said that if he does not stop speaking out, that we're going to come in and deport all of the Jews and kill you. And did they stop speaking out? No, they didn't. They continued to speak out. And Dr. Carson made true to his word. He immediately invaded Holland. And he not only killed all of the Catholics there, we're talking, I think, 3,000 or more Catholics, but they also went to look for Jews that they may be hiding, and they found a lot of Jews and ended up killing them too. So it was just a complete bloodbath all around for Christians and for Jewish people. And many people were killed, including Edith Stein, who was a famous convert to the Catholic Church, and Anne Frank, who everybody knows. These people would not have died if the Catholic Church did not speak out. They would have saved their own lives, and they would have saved those lives of the Jews. And so they began to say that, hey, many more lives are being lost by speaking out. Can we save these lives and many more, but do it under the radar, do it undercover? So the Catholic Church decided to take a new approach, continue to try to save as many Jewish lives as possible, but do it quietly and silently so more people don't die. And all of the Jewish people of the day wanted this as well. They wanted the Pope to help them, but silently. Listen to the real account of two Jewish people who the Pope helped to escape from concentration camps. They said this, quote, we were all fugitives, and fugitives do not wish to be pointed at. The Gestapo would have become more excited and would have in intensified its inquisitions. It was better that the Pope said nothing, and we all shared this opinion at the time, and this is still our conviction today, unquote. From then on, the Pope worked tirelessly night and day and went on in an intensive campaign to save as many Jewish people as possible. He called the heads of states and countries and worked, in a sense, his magic to get people to be saved. He relocated tens of thousands of Jewish people, refugees, people in concentration camps who were just allowed to be let go. He 
negotiated the exchange, whether through money or through something else, for the freedom of many Jewish people. He opened up the private homes throughout Europe and the private monasteries and convents where the priests live and where the nuns live, even cloistered convents. Cloistered, for people who don't know, cloistered nuns and uh, priests are not allowed to see the light of day. They're not allowed to talk to people for the rest of their life. They spend the rest of their lives being monks and, and, and nuns and praying to God. That is their sole vocation is to pray to God. They can't talk to people. But even they were required to open up their uh, monasteries and their convents. And this, these are where Jewish people hid. Hundreds and thousands of Jewish people hid across Europe in private people's homes and monasteries and convents and even in the Vatican. The Vatican itself was opened by the Pope for Jewish people to hide in. And this says nothing of the Pope's own private places like the Castle Gandolfo, for example, or the Vatican's places like Gregorian University or the Biblical Pontifical Institute. Like literally all of these places were opened for Jewish people to hide in. And thousands and tens of thousands of people across Europe were hidden and kept safe by the Pope and by the Catholic Church. And many, many more were able to be safely deported or relocated so they wouldn't be killed or kept in concentration camps. The Catholic Church, it said, and, and Jewish people are the ones who said this, but the Catholic Church spent millions of dollars to save all of these Jewish lives. Just for a few examples of many numerous examples that the Pope in his negotiations solicited the freedom of eight thousand Jewish refugees and people in Holland. It also saved 3,200 people in a camp up in northern Italy. And all because of calls that the Pope made in negotiations and deals and money that he gave them. And he even made like countless passports that were Christian passports and gave them to Jewish people so that they could escape without being killed. I mean, the Pope bent over backwards and did everything he could to save the Jewish people. In fact, in August of 1943, the World Jewish Congress wrote to the Pope personally and asked him to help them to save 20 thousand refugees in an imprisonment in prison camp in Italy. And the very next month in September, the same Jewish organization wrote to the papal apostolic delegation in London saying that the Pope's efforts to rescue them had been completely successful. And they praised the Pope for this 20,000 Jewish lives saved because of what the Pope did. Pope Pius XII in helping the Jews. In 1945, the summer of 1945, Pope was met by 20,000 Jewish refugees who came to offer him personal thanksgiving for everything that he did and for saving their lives. They, 20, can you imagine 20,000 people showing up to thank the Pope personally for saving their lives? Wow. And I mean, this is literally the opposite of the revisionist history that we hear about today. The Catholic Church and the Pope saved hundreds of thousands of lives, almost a million Jewish lives, by himself, the Pope, in conjunction with the church that he employed. He, he saved almost a million lives, which is insane. In fact, the Pope did so much to help the Jewish people. He saved so many lives. He was a moral, exemplary leader, so much so that so many Jews converted to the Catholic faith because they were so inspired by what he did. And in fact, the chief rabbi of Rome converted to the Catholic Church after the war was over. After the war, he ended up 
being so inspired by the legacy of Pope Pius XII that he looked into the Catholic Church, its theology, what it believed, and he ended up converting to the Catholic Church. I mean, it's amazing. Similarly, the chief rabbi of Jerusalem came out publicly and lauded the Pope and thanked him for everything that he did. Listen to what the chief rabbi of Jerusalem says. He said, quote, the people of Israel will never forget what his holiness and his illustrious delegates did, inspired by the eternal principles of religion and are doing for us, unfortunate brothers and sisters, in the most tragic hour of our history, unquote. Rabbi Michael Leo Samuel, who also said that many, many, many Jewish people, countless Jewish people spoke out for the Pope, in praise of the Pope, and thanking him for everything he did. He didn't need to. He could have just looked the other way, like so many other countries did, but he spent his life for those uh, six years helping the Jewish people, and even long before the war actually started. Goldemir, the future prime minister of Israel, spoke out publicly and loudly, thanking the Pope for condemning for being the voice to condemn the Nazis, first of all, for being the voice that condemned Adolf Hitler when nobody else would speak up. And he condemned him for doing what he could to help the Jewish people and the land of Israel. And the Pope was uh, said that they would have their own land soon. You know, he actually said that he was trying to help them and they would have their own land back soon. So, I mean, this is literally the opposite of this revisionist history, is it not? The World Jewish Congress gave Pope Pius XII two million lire because of what he did, because of all the lives he saved. They gave him an extravagant amount of money in thanksgiving for all that he did. Why would the Jewish World Congress do anything for him if he was a criminal, if he sided with Hitler, if he colluded with Hitler? And if that's not enough, wait till you see what the Israeli government did. You can't argue with facts. Facts are facts. The Israeli government praised the Pope. And it's estimated by Jewish sources, not non-Jewish sources, Jewish scholars, it's estimated that the Pope saved between 700,000 and 900,000 Jewish lives during the war, more than any and all people and organizations combined. And in fact, the Israeli government planted 800,000 trees after the war was done to Thank the Pope in honor of the Pope. They, they planted these trees in honor of the Pope in recognition of all the lives that the Pope has saved. So the Israeli government estimated that the Pope saved about 800,000 Jewish people's lives. And they were so happy and thankful for that, that they planted 800,000 trees to thank him for that in honor of him. Some people get a plaque or a memorial or a place in the sidewalk that has their name on it. The Israeli government planted 800,000 trees in honor of the Pope, one for every life that they believe the Pope was responsible for saving. If this doesn't convince you, I don't know what will, because there are so many more Jewish scholars, Jewish rabbis, Jewish laymen, uh, World Council organizations that I could quote that all spoke out in favor for the Pope, and some still do, because they don't, and they are angry with this revisionist history. But if these facts, which most people don't even look at because they just believe lies that have been repeated over and over and over again, that's what revisionist history is. We don't even look to see if it's true. We just repeat it blindly. But when we look at the facts, just like Gary Krupp did, Dr. Krupp actually has a whole organization now called Pay 
pave the way, and he's trying to undo a lot of the damage that's been done against the Pope and the Catholic Church and the smear campaign that's been done by anti-Catholics and even by Jewish people. And he is a Jew, and he's upset that he was duped, and so he's trying to do his part to repair the damage. Again, if these facts don't convince you, I don't know what will. The proof is in the pudding, as they say, and decades of Jewish people lauded and praised and thanked the Pope for all he did. Pope Pius XII, he was a hero. He was a wonderful man, a moral man, who spoke out against the Jews, who did not remain silent until he had to, and then even then, he did more to help the Jews than anyone else on planet Earth. This is a man who should be celebrated, and this is a man who should be thanked, and decades and decades of Jewish people think so, and they were so thankful to this humble man man of God. Please, let's redo this history once again and say what the real truth is. God, he's a God of truth. He doesn't like lies, and he wants this truth to get out there. So please help us. This is a truth that needs to get out there, and that play, The Deputy, in 1963, needs to be ripped up and burned. <laughs> it is a lie from beginning to end. It's a smear campaign against the Pope, and it's not true. So please help us to get this out there, and please help us to do more work like this. We need you. We're hiring three or four more people, and we need more patrons because we are a nonprofit organization, and it's you who support us so we can do the work that we do. Please look at our PayPal or our Patreon below in the description section, and please consider giving monthly to us because we desperately need it. We are continuing to grow so rapidly, but we need people like you to help us stay open and stay growing as we are. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, and different avenues like that. And please tell others about Catholic truth and let them know the truth because as John 8 says in the Bible, the truth and the truth alone will set you free. God bless you.